You're listening to the Morning Buzz. To the Morning Buzz. To the Morning Buzz. The Morning Buzz on 90.3. 90.3. 90.3. 90.3 WMSC. WMSC. WMSC Upper Montclair. Upper Montclair, New Jersey. This is the Thursday morning buzz, the ultimate edition, the final edition of the spring edition. 2021 semester. I am the host of the show today, Kenny Horn, the man of a thousand and one nicknames, joined by top five Isaiah Ramirez, the co-host, just, no, wait, what was it? You, Carly, I got you mixed up with Tommy, who's not here today. You, Carly, Carly Campbell. How do you mix me up with Tommy? We're distinct people, like, listeners at home. Is there a serious vocal difference between me and Tommy? Vote now on your phone. You love sports. Yeah. I love sports? Yeah. Exactly. yeah. You're a huge Knicks fan. No, ew, gross. <laughs> do I look yeah. like I support New York sports, young man? <laughs> young man. Are we there yet, Wilmington? <laughs> So welcome to the morning buzz. You haven't heard him today, Josh, aka Josh. He is gone today. He he's recovering from a second vaccine dose. And interestingly, we'll have some more news on the vaccine later on. But right now, speaking of news, I forgot the nickname again. You Carly. Tell us the newscast. You tried. I, I appreciate the attempt. You tried, but you kind of failed. So I'm gonna have to give you like a five out of 70. All right. So welcome oh, to okay. The, okay. Welcome to the Thursday edition of the Morning Buzz. I'm Carly Campbell, and here are today's top stories. The United States Senate is expected to vote on a commission to investigate the attacks of the U.S. Capitol on January 6th. This measure has been opposed by Republicans in the Senate who are trying to downplay the attempt at sieging the Capitol. An anonymous letter from a member of the Capitol Police decried the Republicans for understating the impact of these attacks. Israel has sent more airstrikes to Gaza, injuring countless civilians and leaving one dead. The United States has pushed back on any measure to create a ceasefire in the United Nations. It is unclear if there will be a ceasefire by the end of this week. Ray's in Montclair was highlighted on a list of best restaurants in the United States by the American Express and National Trust for Historic Preservation. This list has given them a grant which will allow them a significant amount of funds, even though According to an article by Patch.com, the menu ever never really changes. Weather, well, time to break out the shorts and the sunscreen, guys. It is almost summer, and it's here to stay. It's high of 81 today with some clouds. Please stay hydrated. It's going to be quite a hot and heavy day. Little humidity. Tomorrow is not going to be much better. It's going to be five degrees higher in the temperature, and either way, Pack a hat, pack some sunscreen, get some water, and enjoy this weekend as finals wind down. This has been the Wednesday edition of the morning. Oh my God, not the Wednesday edition. I'm a traitor. This has been the Thursday edition of the Morning Buzz's newscast. I'm Carly Gamble. That's right. Drink your water. That's right. You, hydration is important. What are you going to do if you're not important. hydrated? On a day. Spontaneously combust, I guess. I mean... It's hot. I mean, what else happened? It's too hot. I don't like the heat. What do the you heat makes me mean sad. it's too hot right now? It's it is too hot. 81. 81 degrees is too hot. That is barely, like, that's I'm barely the only short person weather. Was, I'm, barely, I'm the only person on this call, if you're listening, 
to us on air. I am the only person in the Zoom call because, of course, still COVID regulations. I'm the only person wearing a T-shirt. Everyone else on this call are wearing hoodies. Okay, to so, be I fair, mean, Mia lives in the UK. I have no idea what's going on there, weather-wise. <laughs> nor do I really care. Second wow. of all... Wow, <laughs> to care for your contributor, Kenny. Uh, this is, this why is should I care? We're exposing Kenny on the morning buzz. He's the, for those who are not aware of how WMSC works, Kenny is currently the direct, he's going to be the acting director of the morning buzz come next semester. Congratulations. Start, starting tomorrow. Starting tomorrow, tomorrow, of course, because the semester here at Montclair State ends tomorrow. I forgot to add that in the morning buzz cast. If you are a student here at Montclair State, you are expected to move out by six o'clock on Friday night or else you will face a $100 fine. I am already moving out. For those who don't know, I live on campus and I have been in pain. That's, I didn't know that, but yeah, I didn't crazy. know if anyone knew that. But we do have a pre-recorded piece, I believe. We do. We do for later on when we come back from the break. We'll go of to course. a little feature that you made. But before that, we are going to talk about My a whole bunch project. of news. And first, first news, Mia, tell me what's going on in the UK. And I actually do care. Okay, all right then. Um, okay, so failures in England's test and trace system are partly responsible for a surge in the Indian variant in one of the worst affected parts of the country, a report seen by the BBC says. For three weeks in April and May, eight local authorities in England did, did not have access to the full data on positive tests in their area. The number of missing cases was highest in Blackburn, with Darwin, Lancashire. A recent surge in infections there has been linked to the Indian variant. The government said a small number of people in contact with those who tested positive for coronavirus had experienced a temporary delay in getting a message from, NH from NHS test and trace. The other areas affected by what is thought to have been a technical glitch were Blackpool, York, Bath and North East Somerset, Bristol, North Somerset, South End on Sea and Thurrock. Okay. You probably don't know any of those areas. I don't. I was just going to tell you, just <laughs> uh, give me that, like, explain like I'm five. Uh, what? What? <laughs> you're, if you're trying to amend relations with the United Kingdom, with our United Kingdom <laughs> contributor, Kenny, I don't think this is a good start. No, you, why don't you just take over? I'm done. I'm <laughs> All right. This has been. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm sorry for busting your stones. No, it's okay. I've never heard that expression, busting your stones. I, that I was going to say the same thing. I was like, what is busting My uncle uses My dad uses it all the time. I have no idea what it means. But yeah, but Thurup is right off of uh, Route 26. You take a right off of um, Glen Avenue, and then it's right there. So you said Glen, uh, Glen Avenue. Got yeah. it. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's like a three mile trip or something like that from here. It's not too okay. far. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> it's a long no, walk. but this is a this is a crazy kind of story because people have too much trust in apps. All right, people, stop trusting everything on an app. We, we got to stop selling our soul to our phones. Um, and that's what I think about this. It's too much reliance on your phone, I think, is the general outcome from this story. Okay. Well, what are, what are your thoughts as a UK citizen, Mia? Um, 
well, I've seen a lot of different uh, opinions on it. Um, quite a lot of them. So there was a statement that came out that the government spent thirty-eight billion pounds on this app, um, which was set up by Serco S E R C O, and um, it, it somewhere in these little web of rumors and statements and just stupid people not paying attention to all the facts. Um, there was a lot of stuff going on on Facebook and Instagram uh, between UK citizens and that, saying that the government spent, like, sent thirty-eight billion pounds to Circo to set up this app, which is now having a lot of failures and glitches. Um, but that's like a total myth. So. A portion of that 38 billion was sent to Serco to set up the app, yeah. But the majority of that 38 billion is for the testing, for all of these people to get these tests whenever they need. So I'm seeing a lot of different opinions. One side saying that the app is there for your safety. Some people saying, oh, don't get the app, don't do this, don't, yeah, whatever. Um, and where I'm working currently, so every venue that you go into, you have to sign in with this track and trace app. If you don't have the app, then you give your phone number and name. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> so you give um, your phone number and name, and then they have your details if anyone there has been found to test positive for COVID. So then they can get in contact with you and say to isolate for 10 to 14 days. Um, so people have come into my work and they haven't been wearing a mask. They've been exempt. They've had a little um, like card saying that they're exempt from wearing um, masks, but even if they're exempt from wearing a mask, they still have to sign in with either their name, phone number or the track and trace app. But we've had to turn people away saying that they cannot enter this building unless they sign in. And these people get so angry, so angry that they cannot enter a building because they don't want to give their information out. Yeah. Which I understand. I understand some people are secretive in that, but it's for their safety. It's genuinely just so they are able to get in con people are able to get in contact with them to say, you need to be careful now, basically. I feel like the UK is smarter than that. Honestly, I, I thought the UK is, was smarter is than that. This is an American thing. Yeah. That's how I know. Yeah. But, oh, and uh, by the way, you said 38 billion pounds that for all of our American listeners, that is 54 yeah. billion dollars, roughly. And I really like the point you made about exempt from wearing masks. I've never even heard of that. So yeah, they give you a little card. How, what would qualify being <laughs> exempt? So I'm not actually too sure because I haven't really looked into it as much, but it's people who are asthmatic. Um maybe a fear uh, or, or like anxiety of uh, small tight spaces or from of their face being covered um 
I think even hay fever, that's something as well. Like you, if you get really bad hay fever, I, I haven't looked in it, into it totally. And I do have one friend who is actually exempt. Um, but I've seen quite a lot of people who are exempt from wearing a face mask. They tend to be the same people that are posting online to not listen to the government, basically. I, I would figure. Yeah. Would yeah. That seems about right. Yeah. Americans, yeah. <laughs> what are what, what are our thoughts on the exemptions? Because I'm I this blows my mind. Well, as a former convenience store worker, um, people would just make things up like that. Uh, so they'd be like, "I'm." Walmart. Oh my god! Same here. Say, I, I you don't work at Walmart anymore. No, as a no, I still that is a grocery store. Okay, oh, I would oh, still work sorry. at a. Convenience. I messed it up. I messed it up. I messed For those up. who aren't here from the United States, uh, Walmart is basically a giant warehouse full of. Walmart. Crazy people. Wait, I have I have a side question. Mia, are there Walmarts in the UK? I think Tesco's like the US, like the equivalent. Um, the I'm pretty sure Walmart and Asda are connected because we have an Asda. You have a Walmart, which is red. What is it like? The no, that's Target. It's blue. Yeah, yeah it's blue. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so you just have like blue, Target is just a red Walmart. Yeah, basically. Um, but no, 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 no. Yes, Kenny, it Kenny, is. Kenny, Kenny, take it back now, y'all. Two pops this time for this one. I Kenny, worked at a Target. Listen, no, 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 no. Don't, don't. I'm. I'm How do they this. differ then? How do they differ? It's a bougie Walmart. Like everything. Exactly. More there we go. There yeah, we go. I mean, that is, that is actually it. true. Yeah, that's there's definitely a funny, difference. You know, that's not as funny. Like I don't feel like I'm gonna get like jumped at a, at like a target at a walmart i am on Iowa. you haven't been to the right targets then because that you is not fun time i swear i swear america has costco we do and i yeah do. so i, I go best. to costco with my mom it's so weird because i'm a girl i didn't woman. <laughs> i didn't know we actually had costco here like at all and we've only in recent years have we started getting taco bell and costco's coming up a lot more <laughs> Wait, wait. wait, so do you guys have like Wendy's? Because like I remember- no, although one is actually opening up soon, I think in Milton Keynes. Interesting. Yeah, we there's a lot of things that you have over there that we don't have here at all. Like, but I'm sure oh, it's yes. the same thing inverse. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but we because the UK is like so small, we probably have a lot more. That's probably. alcohol in them but you cannot taste the alcohol at all so i feel like you'd probably like that but that's a uk thing oh yeah you can't drink (gasps) (laughs) exposed mia lewington has been exposed on the morning buzz for drinking under the (laughs) drinking under the american age but um i know i know come on in coppers (laughs) drinking under the american age but what were we talking about? It was the phone, the exposure, right? <laughs> yes. Oh, I totally forgot about that. You can't drink yet. I'm so sorry. It's okay. It's okay. You didn't know it's a culture difference, but definitely I'm I'm very concerned because like I had worked in retail over the summer and most likely I'll be working in retail again, hopefully in a different store. 
so, sorry, sorry, Joanne Fabric. I, I can't do you. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> oh, that phrasing right there was terrible. Um, like I would, I was usually a greeter, and I would see customers coming in without a mask, and I usually would act as a referee, like being like, "Hey, foul on the play. Turn around. Go get your mask." person that would come in with a face shield and be like oh recently nothing not much makes me more angry than a face shield i don't mean to be ableist but i have friends who have difficulty breathing and they wear masks they wear masks that are adapted to make sure that they can be safe out there that's one thing that i don't understand right people that are exempt from wearing masks because of asthma due to a pandemic that I, deliberately yeah. targets your respiratory system which is where asthma sits so you're more at risk not wearing a mask than you are wearing one right and plus like the one thing i like i understand like people with asthma have every right to go out and do whatever mm. they need but at the same time there are plenty of ways that you can go shopping or get food that don't involve you going out of the house and into crowded venues and like I know here in the United States we just lifted a huge like I believe it was both indoor and outdoor or is like I know that in in New Jersey we have banned we still have the mask mandate indoors but I know that like some people are gonna take advantage of this without being vaccinated. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm going to disagree with what Isaiah said before about the uh, the phone thing. He doesn't like the app. I think that's a great idea. And that, the iPhones, I don't know if you know this, they have a little option now in the settings where you can turn on contact tracing. Yeah, I, for some reason, uh, I got the message and my first instinct was to turn it off. Oh, I didn't turn it on, but it's, it's there. Yeah. And see, see, that's what I mean. It's like the option is there, but I don't think people just want because then it's the field. It's like they're tracking you. Well, they already are, I, but it's Isaiah's, like Isaiah's, you just ignored the tracking notification like it was a text from your mom. <laughs> I always respond to Ooh, my mom. You don't, you don't, you don't ignore your mom. That's oh yeah, god! Yeah. That All right, cool. Dangerous I'm, situation. No offense, please, please don't challenge <laughs> a fist fight in the target parking lot. We do not ignore our mothers here on the morning bus. Except Carly. Except Carly. But I like I like the idea of the more technology being used to help trace it, which is funny because I typically hate the idea of more technology being used for anything. Yeah. Some people think it's just a way of others, well, people with more power controlling those who don't have power. That's this whole thing going on at the moment in the UK. Don't get me started mm. about AI, but yeah. <laughs> that's a that's a good place to leave it off with the, about power, and we have another story, and it's 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 a really heartwarming one, but also very sad. And Isaiah, you brought it to the show today, yes, and I love this story. Can you can you please talk about it? Absolutely. So, a teacher disarmed a school shooter and hugged her until help came. Uh, So the story takes place in Rigby, Idaho, as students were preparing for final exams when gunshots were heard in the hallway. Krista Netting looked out her window to see the custodian lying on the floor, and she heard two more shots. So naturally, she has to get the kids together, and she tells their students 
we're going to leave. We're going to run to the high school. You're going to run hard and you're not going to look back. And now this is the time to get up and go. So as the kids leave, they're running away. The teacher goes into the hallway to help a student that had just been shot. And that's when she comes face to face with a sixth grader who happens to be holding the gun. She then calmly approaches the suspected shooter and gets the gun out of her hand and just proceeds to hug the girl and just keeps on hugging her, talking to her until the police eventually arrive and they have to put her in handcuffs. She's been charged in the shooting and due to juvenile court proceedings, she is being kept secret. Her name's not going to be released and the charges will not be named either. And that is the most wild story that I've heard. I, I, I do have a bit of um, a question. So why, in my head, I feel like there's a bit of a combination of several different issues that need to be tackled in America. But what do you think is like the leading cause of why so many students get their hands on a gun and try to do those things? Hmm. No, that's that's the million dollar question. Yeah. That's the thing that we're all debating. It's that's why this is such a hot topic in America. Yeah. Stuff like this. And really it depends on just where you lean politically in most cases for me is I think just we don't have enough gun control Mm. but there are people who disagree and then there's just debate but the reason I really like this story is because it brings the other side to this isn't how to prevent it but it helps with at least in this case and I'm sure in other cases not many that a lot of it is internal. I would say most of it is internal. And it starts from somewhere and intervening on a emotional level Mm. is what can prevent these kinds of things. At least that's what my first impression was. So maybe something to do with mental health and- Yes, that's- How, maybe like how schools schools approach mental health and the mental health of their students because I think that's it's it's like a mix it's a mix of the issues to do with mental health and then the gun control as well yeah I feel like they just feed into each other quite quite a bit Mm -hmm. yeah I think a lot of times it comes down to two things is is how their relationships are with like fellow students a lot of times is that Mm. maybe they're bullied but I think one of the major components is um their home life and for some of these people like in the story she was saying like it just felt like this girl has never been loved as she's like Mm. trying to like calm her down or whatever and I think that is a huge aspect of that is that some of these kids I guess just never felt wanted or something like that Mm. in, in their own home and I guess that's why something just clicks in their head to carry out these actions. But I think the craziest, most concerning part about this whole story is also update the three people that have been shot. They aren't dead. They're just injured from the wounds, obviously, but they're very much alive. So luckily no one was killed. But how does a sixth grader 
not only gets to the point mentally where they need to feel the need to shoot at fellow students and a custodian, but when how did you, she get a gun? When you say uh, sixth grader, she's that like is not like even years old. Like, yeah, twelve she's not years even old, a teenager. So yeah, that'll be about year six for us. So yeah, that's wow. Okay, that's horrifying to think that even that young. Oh, like they happen often here that young not as Jesus. often as more, you know teenagers but they still happen i feel like, like this is the youngest that i've seen though like this is like what were you doing in sixth grade kenny like, I, was I was playing like minecraft crush i had yeah yeah see it's like <laughs> i don't understand how how you can get to that level of in your head to where that is the actions that you feel like you need to take in life well i feel like a part of it is, and this is just a thought I have now, it's that it's so prevalent in the news that it's something that just is a thought, which, and not a thought, but more of a, like, oh, hey, this happens. Maybe I'll do that. If you're in that place where you're fragile and vulnerable enough to yeah. mm. like something like that. Here, the worst that, well, when people, when students here um, are suffering from mental health issues, they will try and talk and then they'll either get the help that they need or they don't get the help they need. It goes on for however many years. Um, and in some like really rough areas, um, a lot of students just get into the wrong crowd and they end up joining gangs and getting into drugs I mean every everyone that I know who hasn't gotten gotten help for their mental health they have gone and just done recreational drugs and I feel like it's kind of sad that that these drugs are more accessible than the help that they actually need it's a bit like in America that guns are more accessible than the help that they actually need. Yeah. So and this and you bring up a really good point because that's that's something that is also a thing in America. I, I can't speak for it, but I would just imagine as a thing worldwide. Because it's not only is it easier to access than mental health services drugs, but it's also just an easier way to feel out of it because I know mm. people who have done exactly that mm. and you know thank god they're clean and everything but it's they call it the the easy way out which yeah is I don't as much as I don't like that term it's true mm. one thing that always comes up when because my mum is she works for the NHS and she's actually a mental health nurse one thing what is, is the NHS is that a UK thing or am I just a bad it's yeah, national yeah. health service it's national it's, health service. it's free you, healthcare. um oh, so we don't, so we don't have the United States yeah yeah so um yeah every time that I've talked to her about my own mental health or when I'm just feeling a little bit low bit weird she just says like try and find something that you can control so the people there's there's people who um get uh who suffer from bulimia or anorexia or even 
self-harm and stuff like that when they do those things it's so they are able to stay in control when they when it's at a time that they feel out of control so I guess when a student gets hold of a gun and thinks that they now have control they have control of this thing they then in a way they're playing god in a sense so they can choose whether to control this person's life or not and it's quite it's it's quite scary to think that that is where students go to con- like to control something when they feel out of control yeah and mm. i really like that point about the control and mm. i i think it was the virginia state shooting years ago virginia virginia tech, tech. virginia tech i do have a connection with the Virginia Tech thing. A resident in my hometown had tragically passed. He was one of the people trying to protect like a group, an entire classroom. Jeez. There's a memorial for him in my hometown of Dumont. Wow. Wow. Yeah. My point about that was that the shooter in that they were a person who they got obsessed on the control because I've read it in you know things that they wrote and police reports and things because this this kind of thing you just get into a deep dive into sometimes yeah and they were obsessed on the control like i'm playing god kind of Mm. and it's just crazy how many different aspects there are to it and this Mm. side where this teacher just hugs a kid while definitely not a solution and should not be done because that's just dangerous of course it is but it shows a way to intervene beforehand is how if you think if you think about a 12 year old compared to a full-grown adult obviously it's going to be quite easy to go and do something like that because it's just an easy way to disable them um because of the strength difference but even then, uh, yeah, definitely, definitely don't don't do that when like there's I I don't know like a 15, 16 year old. Even then, with a twelve year old, there's a distance, there's a range with a gun. That's the whole. Yeah, point that's of it. true. Yeah, that's the whole point of it. But a twelve year old, I doubt that I doubt that have any knowledge of that gun or well, how to use it really. We're able to shoot three people. Yeah, yeah, that's all they'll think really. Yeah, it's but it's very heartwarming but sad mm. I think this and this is one of my favorite stories I've ever gotten to talk about on the morning bus. and I think just it shows a way and this is becoming such a huge thing it already has been such a huge thing for years and years and years here and it's not a solution but it shows a step in the right direction in my mind and with that we will leave you to a break. When we get back, we will be talking about something much more positive. We'll be talking about an adoption shelter and cats. Who doesn't love cats? Today is actually National Rescue Dog Day, isn't it? Yep, National Rescue Dog Day. So we'll be right back here on the Morning Buzz. At first glance, it's actually very difficult to spot the Montclair Township Animal Shelter. 
It's relatively small compared to the rest of the buildings up the street. It's behind two restaurants. You can already tell, parking will not be the best, but it's a small blessing that when I had gone out to do this piece, I had rode my bike. If you were to listen carefully, between the sound of music, from the cafes, and the sounds of cars going towards Claremont, you can hear the dogs. And it goes without saying, the shelter is full of dogs. From a timid mother I had met on my way inside who had bundles of puppies, to a curious pit bull who had ended up sniffing my mic before barking so loudly I had to jump back in surprise. But beyond the kennels for the dogs in the shelter, there was an upstairs full of cats. And of course, they were equally as chatty, if not more chatty, Who's than the dogs. Muffin? Hello, Muffin. How are you? Oh, oh? Do you like pets? Would it be? Oh, am I allowed to pet her? Yeah, just uh, be careful. Yeah. Hi, Muffin. She sometimes gets overstimulated. Oh, okay. Hi, Muffin. She's so cute. The woman you hear in the background with me is Elizabeth Morgan. Morgan is the director of the Montclair Township Animal Shelter. So, um, as a director, I do a little bit of everything. I'm not a director that um, has an office removed from the day-to-day -day happenings. My office is immediately when you walk in the front door. So I will do everything from, of course, ordering and uh, arranging for uh, medical, uh, veterinary care, any kind of specialized care the animals may need to kind of advocate for prices and, um, of course, ordering for the facility, uh, managing the staff, and um, I'm also known to pick up a shovel and start scooping when we're shorthanded. Um, it's, uh, it's important to be part of your staff and be part of the facility. You don't know the animals, you don't know what's going on unless you're up there and interacting. The interview was in a room full of dog food, cat food, and other necessities needed to run a shelter operation this big. According to Morgan, this room initially was used for potential dog owners as a chance to see their dog in person. Now, due to the COVID-19 pandemic preventing all in-person adoptions, this room is more or less a storage space to hold all the donations from the community. By the end of April last year, we were on full lockdown and we actually got really creative too because if you're not trained how to handle the animals and, and, and if you're not trained to care for the animals, the animals would be in trouble. So the initial onset of this, we um, actually got very creative even staff-wise. We split the days of the week up in teams so that if, God forbid, one of the teams got sick, there was still another team to be able to care for the animals. So that was first That was first things first. And then we became locked down to the general public. The COVID-19 pandemic had also seen something Morgan did not predict happening, a rise in adoptions. At one point, Morgan estimated that there would at least be 50 adoption requests for one dog. The first six months of COVID, the adopters that were showing up were animal shelter directors, dream adopters. These were the people who had always wanted a pet 
and just needed a, sec a section of time, downtime to acclimate an animal. And so those people came flooding out of the woodwork. Um, it, it was absolutely wonderful. And it goes without saying, Morgan was a bit skeptical of some of these adoptions as seeing that some people were just in it for the pandemic, but she was more than willing to offer support to first-time pet owners in order to ensure that each dog can get their forever home. The biggest part of it was to try to weed out what is a COVID dog, you know, just for the lockdown versus what's going to be a forever dog. So we always want the dog, place the dog to the best of our ability and to guarantee that that animal has a home forever. So as time has gone on, um, the applications have been a little bit different. We've always had a foster program. If an animal uh, needed to get out of here to get a break, uh, a medical need, or were too young to be in the shelter. So we've asked people to be rigorously honest that you're looking for an animal just for COVID because we have that for you too. We'll work with you. Morgan is extremely thankful for every single bit the community has done to help keep the shelter running. At one point, when the shelter was running a little low on food, she had put out a request on Facebook for some donations. The next day, Amazon trucks swarmed the parking lot, and she had boxes upon boxes of food, supplies, and other necessities just for the animals in the shelter. She's extremely grateful for everything the town has done to help. The, this community is amazing. I tell any anyone who will listen to me, if you're going to do animal welfare, you want to be in the township of Montclair. Um, I'm going to give you just an example um, that, that the first thing that came to my mind. So the community is always reaching out. Hey, um, I'm going food shopping this week. You know, what can you guys use? So the staples are Dawn, uh, Original Blue, Dish Liquid, Paper Towels, Bleach, Laundry Detergent. Those are staples. Um, if somebody will phone and say, um, in, like, no exaggeration, at least once or twice a week, or we'll send an email and say, hey, um, I was just thinking about the dogs in the shelter. It's rained three days in a row. Can I order some special chew treats for them? What, what would be good? Um, but I, I distinctly remember it was early on when I joined this team that we had a mom come in. It was a lab mix mom. And to give you an idea, to picture what she looked like, she looked, she was so skinny, she could have been on one of those donation cans that you see, excuse me, in the store. She was just so depleted and so deprived, and she had probably about 10 puppies. So we had to do two things. We had to, um, <clears throat> we had to make sure that she was okay. We had to get some of the pressure off of her, the nursing too, so we had a supplement. Um, so I put out an Amazon list with um, goat's milk formula, wee-wee pads, food, um, and just other assorted supplies. We literally had two Amazon vans pull up full of supplies that I just started crying. I mean, we, I, and if I, if I dug for it, I'm sure I could find a pic pictures of at least one of them with the volunteers helping us uh, take supplies off the van. I mean, yeah, it, all, all we have to do is uh, say we need help and uh, the community's here. Even recently, we have two litters of puppies and one of the moms came in really depleted and uh, we wanted to wean them as soon as possible. 
So one of the things we use is, of course, the formula that one of our uh, FOMTIS board members donated 10 cans of formula, and it's expensive. Um, I also put out uh, a post for a blender. We, had, we got two donated blenders and uh, three brand new ones. Wow. Yeah, people are absolutely amazing. As I was biking back to Montclair State after the interview, on my way up one of the many hills that Montclair has to offer, I saw a shelter volunteer walking a dog with a, a harness that read Adopt Me on it. This dog most likely would find a home very soon, thanks to the loving care of the community at large. For 90.3 WMSC Upper Montclair, I'm Carly Campbell. That was The Shelter by Wow, I forgot your nickname again. You, Carly. Carly <laughs> Campbell. That, that was a great project. Our Thank general you. manager of the station, Annabella Poland, she was really wanting us to play that past few days. And do you want to tell us a little bit more about it before we briefly sure. talk about our final story? Sure, of course. So it's kind of a coincidence that this piece aired today because today is National Rescue Dog Day. Shout out to my dog who probably doesn't listen to the radio, but still shout out to him. That'd be pretty cool. Good boy. I wanted to do something about animal rescue for my final project because for those who don't know me outside of radio, I love animals. I mean, everyone loves animals, but like I have a dog. I rescue a lot of goldfish. And by rescue, I mean, I adopt them from the feeder tanks of uh, Petco. Sounds like a rescue to me. Yeah, pretty much so. I very much for a long time as a kid wanted to adopt a cat and I during all of this came across the Montclair Township Animal Shelter on Pet Finder there was this one image of a cat that had always stuck with me because it was because most of the time when I go on Pet Finder I do it very late at night when I'm trying to go to sleep and I want to see a cute picture of a cat up for adoption there was one cat whose face was like so close to the camera, like it was like a fish eye lens almost, where his nose was like basically touching the screen. And every time I saw him, I was laughing. His name is Waldo and he is adopted. Did you find him? I'm sorry. <laughs> Again. No, okay, Kenny. All right. He was a I do believe I can find a pick for you guys. Um, but so I saw that and I had done research into the shelter because, of course, I really want to volunteer somewhere in between classes. And when I had saw this, I thought, OK, maybe there's some way I could talk to the shelter. Maybe I could find a way wherein I could give back to the community in a way because I plan to knit blankets and all that, but mm -hmm. I don't have a lot of time or resources to do so. So I had gone to the shelter. And I actually found out that the director and I both share a, like, not really a hometown. She works in the same town as I do that I grew up in. And I was like, oh my gosh, really? So I'm going to pull up a picture of Waldo real quick for you guys. Waldo, when I was recording, he was the only one who was out of his cage at the time. And he was like, he kept on following me around and attacking my microphone. I wasn't able to put him on the recording because unfortunately he wasn't very chatty muffin the cat i had featured in that oh, one no. yes for those who are listening on radio and not on our facebook live 
Waldo is like, his eyes are like looking off into the distance. <laughs> his little pink nose is like there. He looks like he acknowledges your presence, but doesn't want to do anything about it. I just like all cats. Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah. That's why I love cats. I love cats too. So I had gone there and seen Waldo. I was, I'm very fortunate I got to visit the shelter because of COVID. I really, really think, hold on, I'm going to show you other pets available for adoption from the same shelter, if that's possible. I believe Muffin has a sibling named Waffle, but I could be wrong. <laughs> hold on, hold on. There's a lot of cats on this listing because I think I might have oh. just specified cats. I forgot oh. which one, but there was one that what? was like, very meowy. Why are there so many ginger ones? I don't know. Everyone. Just... You know why. Garfield. The ginger. <laughs> I, I don't know if it was Waffle or Rocket that was like the second most chatty. And I, I had to cut it from the recording because there was like too much audio because I had recorded about two hours of audio wherein Waffle or Rocket were like sniffing the ca- the microphone and they're like, oh, look, it's one of your dead cousins referring to the windscreen that I had used, which was like a, for those who don't use like handheld oh, microphone, no. it's like a big fuzzy gray like cover for microphones. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> but the cats really found my microphone hilarious. Like they kept on attacking it. So hopefully the yeah. hopefully there wasn't as much cat hair. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I do believe the puppies are going to be up for adoption soon, but I'm not quite sure. Uh I think this one, I'm not sure. Actually, it was Haas. Haas is like a American bulldog mix. He was the one that had sniffed my mic and then barked really loud into it. <laughs> Shout out to him. Oh. I think it was this guy, like this boxer that I had saw on my way back, but I could be wrong. Ooh, Either way, all cute. these animals are available for adoption. If you are interested at the Montclair Township Animal Shelter, you must be over the age of 21 to adopt. Wow, today's show has been amazing, but we need to take a quick little break, but we'll be right back. So while we're on break, guys, I think right. it's time for- I think if we were, if we, like right away, I can tell that Kenny would definitely be an ice type because he's always freezing on the Zoom. Yes, instant freezing. <laughs> Sorry, Kenny. <laughs> That's good. All right. Quickly, before we go back to the interview, while I get that working- what Pokemon would you all be? Carly, I already know your answer. Okay, yeah, I'd be a Sunflora, like the little funny sunflower Pokemon. They they just have good vibes, and I want good vibes. I I respect that one. Um, I think for me, I'm gonna go with um, Alakazam because he's got a sick mustache and two spoons. <laughs> Um, fun fact, I laugh. eat pancakes with spoons. What? Um, yeah. I got Let's out of not my get chair, involved with that. We'll worry about that later. Mia, do you have an Isaiah, answer? you and me. Target parking lot. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, gosh. I don't know. I don't know. I can't. I can't, like, put myself to one. They're, all, they're, they're just too good. This is your GCSE exam right here. <laughs> 
I'm surprised you know that. Um, <laughs> um, I grew up with two teachers as parents. I know quite a bit about the horrors of, ex- of exams. Yeah. Um, oh my god. Gotta be Klefki. Do, do you know what? Do you know what? I'm actually. I've done so many like. So uh, I've done so many quizzes of like what Pokemon would you be and all of that, and it's just like I can't remember any of them because I never think that any of them suit me. Um, it's I'm not just about the to... quiz; it's about what's inside me. I know, I know, but like I don't know which one I really fit. Like psychic, mystic, ah. Uh... Oh, I don't you do know. It. You can do it. All right. Well, while you try to figure out an answer, I will try to figure out mine. Um, Here on 9.3 WMSC Upper Montclair. You beat me to it. Uh, but um, I'm going to try to figure out mine. I I think I'm a, I'm a squirtle. Really? That's, that's, you the, that's what you came up with a Where's squirtle. Where's the confidence? Kenny, where's the confidence? You think you're a Squirtle? Be- I don't know. It's a hard question. I came up with it. <laughs> <laughs> Mia's Mia, like, you have an answer. like, yikes. I'm, he doesn't think he's a Squirtle. She probably doesn't think he's a Squirtle. No, but Squirtle's always the one that I choose. Always. Really? I'm a squirtle. I'm the, yeah. I don't think I'm a Squirtle. That was just a guess. Squirtle Squad over here. Well, squirtle okay, squad. the one... <laughs> the one that I can remember that I've always got, like when I've done quizzes and all of that, is Porygon. Ooh. That's a weird thing. Interesting. That's the thing that ended up almost <laughs> getting the show cancelled in Japan. Oh yeah, that sounds like me. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd be the reason something would get cancelled. Okay, wait. Snorlax. I'm a Snorlax. No, I you like are not sleep. a Snorlax. You don't even don't, look like a don't Snorlax. Don't put yourself you down like that. Like like Snorlax. Do you, do you, do you look like an Alkazam? Uh, I hate to break it to you, but I have two spoons on me right now. <laughs> Bring them in. I don't believe it when I see it. I don't believe it. I got to see this. You sleep a lot. Is that why you're Snorlax? Or you just, you identify with the person? I, I, like, I like sleep a lot and I like food. Okay, you know what? Everyone likes yeah. food. I respect okay, the answer we'll, now. We'll worry about this another time. I will give you an answer on the summer edition of the Morning Buzz. But I'll also be there Friday. Tomorrow, I'll try to give an answer then for all of you repeat listeners. We played about right. half of that interview with Jeff Athey before. If you want to listen to the rest of it, it will be available shortly on YouTube, the WMSC YouTube called WMSC Radio 903. Thank you for listening to the Thursday edition of the Morning Buzz throughout the spring 2021 semester. It's been an honor, guys. That's fun, everyone. To, glad to we have worked with all of you. We'll all be back during the summer on different days but don't worry we'll be back goodbye everyone godspeed stay golden pony boy